welcome to Texas Hockey Talk, brought to you by Dallas Stars Hockey Fans. Hey, what's going on guys? This is Bubbles, founder of Dallas Stars Hockey Fans, and I'm here along with Bunzi and T, ready to take you on a journey into the world of our favorite hockey team, the Dallas Stars. Now, this is episode one of the Texas Hockey Talk podcast. As always, with any beginning, we should give an intro on who in the world we are and why you, the listeners, should care what we have to say about the Stars and beyond. So, I'm going by Bubbles here. I'm the founder of Dallas Stars Hockey Fans. Uh, a little bit about me. I became a fan of the Stars back in 2008. Uh, I'm sure everybody remembers the Brendan Morrow game. Seeing that on the news really pumped me up about hockey, so the years ahead, I uh, went to more and more games, became a season ticket holder in 2013, and I've really strongly followed this team uh, with the founding of this fan page back in 2013 as well. And uh, the Victor Green era has been one of ups and downs, so I'm looking forward to talking about uh, what's ahead for the team and uh, hockey and DFW. Bunzi, you've got a lot of experience playing on the ice. What's kind of your background? Welcome to your favorite uh, armchair GM, Bunzi. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say. I've played hockey my whole life. I've grown up in Texas for the past 10 years. I've lived in North Dakota. I've lived in New York, Boston. I've played hockey kind of all over and gotten very great experiences throughout my life and still want to keep talking about it, live in the glory days a little bit and complain about the Dallas Stars as much as I can as well as support them in any way possible. But yeah, just a armchair GM here trying to relive the glory days a little bit. Well, glad to have you on the team. I know your background in it's really going to give some great debate on uh, the insights and how the players are doing out, game in, game out. Uh, we've also got T here as part of the team. T, uh, who in the world are you? Uh, what's up? This is T. I'm a seven, uh, I've been a Dallas Star season ticket holder for seven years. Yep. Uh, I love hockey. I love watching it. I love talking about it, and I love gambling on it. So, nice. Um, basically, I'm really excited to be here. I am just excited to get this thing started and excited where this goes. Let me preface this. Please don't take any of his gambling advice. I am actually poor because of him. <laughs> Or he just uh, tells me uh, the wrong bets so I can lose money and just uh, rely on him for money. So, I don't know. There's some caution. Well, we look forward to all you guys listening to us going ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about today's Sunday game here in just a little bit. Uh, we look forward to just what we can bring on the spot. And uh, hope you guys keep tuning in. All right, boys. So the Stars won today 4-2 over the really, really bad Buffalo Sabres. Um, I know we all, all watched the game today. It was a nice 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Kind of nice wake up. A little matinee action. Yeah, get, uh, get the juices going, get some eggs and bacon in the fryer, oh, and yeah. uh, just turn on some hockey. So, uh, Bunzi, I know you watched this with me this morning or this afternoon. What uh, did you think of uh, the team beating down uh, just helpless Buffalo team? Oh, this is one of those sleeper games that you got to really wake up for, especially on 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Hopefully the boys didn't go out on Friday or Saturday. You know, they had a good past two games. Glad they got three points out of those. So you need to go into Buffalo, or when Buffalo comes to you, you got to win at home and defend it. And uh, it should be an easy one, but those are games you can fall asleep uh, to sometimes. But, yeah, I think the guys who we needed to start answering for us are, and I've noticed in the past couple games, but when we get depth scoring, that's huge, huge. And I like Raffles' game. Followed him. I'm, I'm, Two uh, goals today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Massive. 16 minutes played. They rolled that line a lot. 
plus two. Um, and then Guriano's getting another goal. And I think that's going to be the biggest part of our team's success is getting that kid hot. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Guryanov going forward is one of the keys. I mean, not just short-term, but long-term. I mean, Guryanov's a guy that if you can start getting production from a second or third line, that just changes how teams are able to play you. They're going to play their defensive pairings different just in general. So, I mean... Do you think it's the line he's playing on? Because what were your expectations for him coming into the season? He only has 22 points in 47 games played. Is it is it the line that he's on, or is he kind of having a little bit of a slump after? Uh, uh, I know, I think success? it's a I think it's a lot of things. Um, one thing that I think it definitely doesn't help is I think bonus uh, puts him in the doghouse a lot. I think if he makes one small mistake, he like, for example, he'll make a small mistake with 10 minutes left and he won't get a shift for the rest of the period. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just kind of where he's at in Bonus's mind, which, in my opinion, the only way to give him an opportunity to get better is to play him more. I mean, I, yeah. I think limiting how much he plays and telling him that if he makes a mistake, he has to be looking over his shoulder, that just can't be good. Well, he's a veteran guy. How, how old is he, Buns? and split. He's been in the NHL 34? for five years. Yeah. He's 24 now, and I'm not oh. seeing the strides that we thought he was going to make uh, two years ago when he had 20 goals. So yeah. when you have 20 yeah. goals, you expect him to match that and then to go make the jump to 30 uh, with the right development. But we do have a line that is carrying most of our weight, and we are producing a lot on our power play. So if he's not a big part of our power play and our number one power play is scoring a lot, his uh, contribution is only going to be uh, what's available to him throughout the game. And I think he was scoring on the power play in, uh, a couple seasons ago a good amount. But we also watched uh, him rip a bunch of one-tees, a lot of breakaway goals where he was going backhand top dizzle, like superstar-level skill and speed that I haven't seen come out yet. And um, we're going to need that. Uh, going down the stretch, we were talking a uh, you know a couple games ago on how important these next ten games are going into the trade deadline and what uh, is going to end up making this team and what we're going to go after for the for the rest of the season. Are we going to be a playoff team? Or are we going to be a sell sell? Are we going to trade? What are we going to do? Are we going to trade for players to make our team better or get rid of guys? Well, what was amazing to me today, I, I can't believe they started uh, Otter again. Like, he's been on such a hot streak. He just played it back-to-back uh, against division foes. Gets two days off, right? Um, and then, yeah, he's back out there on Sunday afternoon. I, I thought it was time for Holpe, who's, uh, you know, Capitals goalie great, won the cup with them, of course. Um, but has a lot of experience playing Eastern teams. So I was surprised they didn't get him back in the mix. But coach seems to want to keep uh, the momentum that Holpe, or um, Otter's got the past couple weeks. Keep it going. Hey, um, he's young. He's a he's horse. He's really young. I'm not worried. Yeah. That dude is a horse. He's a stud and a half. Nothing <laughs> Nothing worries me with a 20, what, 23, 24-year-old goaltender who's doing this in the NHL. It's stupid. I mean... 0.952 save percentage in his past six starts, 1.33 goals allowed average in his past six games. He was great that, today. That is Vesna uh, Trophy stuff. And we should be very excited about the potential for the Dallas Stars in net. 
And now when the Stars offense is, uh, like we're seeing here on the replay, middle of the second period, up 10 shots, 18-8, to eight, and you're up a goal. I mean, that's nice for a goalie to know that their team's going to keep the puck and make the other team sweat more than uh, he's going to have to deal with. Yeah, a little bit of a drop-off after this point. They did eventually catch up in shots. We were able to keep it 4-2, which yeah. is what should be done against the Buffalo Sabres. But, yeah, Dallas Stars are often a team that do produce a lot of shots. Doesn't mean it's going to turn into goals, but... Um, if we can keep forcing shots and good opportunities and uh, we're going to get more of these guys scoring on the second and third lines. I mean, I like Roffel's play in this game. This is what we need out of Jamie Benn and uh, Tyler Sagan and everybody else. And they've been they've been stepping up a little bit the past couple games. We're, we're their biggest, uh, biggest critics, but can't complain where they're at right now when we're on a hot streak. Don't want to be jerks about it. <laughs> yeah, they did. They they did their job today. So it, I mean, it's a positive going forward, looking ahead. Oh yeah, I'm excited. That's for sure. So looking ahead, guys, um, uh, we're right now sitting in a playoff spot. If you can believe it, how awesome is that? We just jumped Edmonton today after the game against Buffalo, um, and the Stars are climbing their way up there. Now, are they going to get to that division spot where it's in the top three? I don't know. Those teams are looking really good, specifically Minnesota and uh, St. Louis. But uh, Nashville has kind of fallen off. They lost their outdoor game in Tampa last night. So, um, I mean, put this week in perspective. They went 2-0-1 with a back-to-back and then a Sunday matinee. Not an easy schedule by any means. Where do you see this team moving ahead specifically in the next couple weeks as we approach trade deadline? How are you feeling about uh, our playoff push? I think going into this Sunday, it was huge that we got those points and that we made this jump now, and we're getting, we're getting hot with a hot goalie. So um, I think the mindset should be that there's no trades on our mind, and we're going for the playoffs because we're in the position now, so why even talk about anything else? That's just going to distract the team from all sorts of stuff. When our top line is based around Joe Pavelski, he should not be in any trade conversations and we shouldn't be answering any phone calls. Major distraction. John Klingberg shouldn't even en- entertain um, any trade um, trades unless we think it's generally going to make our team better for the playoffs. But that's hard for me to um, say. What are your thoughts, T? I don't know, man. Um, because I... I do see a scenario where this does end badly for the Stars, where we just get edged out in the playoffs uh, by two points, and then next thing you know, we have Pavelski, Radulov, and Klingberg coming off the books and going into next season. and No value, nothing added to the team. Yeah, nothing. Just, just basically wasted value. Um, it's a big risk. We didn't even talk about Radulov, but he's been underperforming massively this year for us compared to what we've expected from him in the past as far as the playmaking ability goes and uh, late-game scoring. He has been crucial for us in previous years, and he's kind of uh, on a downtrend for us, especially when we have some other big players who aren't living up to some expectations. Yeah, that's the team's identity right now, it feels like to me, is you know you have Audinger coming on as our top goalie, which thankfully for him, I mean, he's won us a couple games the past few weeks by himself. Um, so you got him and, and a really good defense in front of him with Miro and, and Klingberg still. Uh, then after that, you know... Then Pavelski and Sons. Yeah, yeah, and Pavelski and Sons are your offense. That's a, that's a top 10 NHL line. And no they're question. doing no question. most of our production. Our power play is top 10. 
So we have a lot to be happy with there. What I'm excited about as far as what could happen in the next 10 games before this trade deadline is we could see the potential of Sagan, Ben, Gurionov in those third and fourth line players producing for us. And then we don't even have to talk about trades. Um, when we made it the cup final, I watched that season as an intern uh, front row the whole season. I'm like there and I was being a little bit pessimistic, uh, but I did not think they were a playoff team, let alone a cup finals team. Uh, but they did have one recipe that worked and that was great defense can keep games close and they can rally around their goaltender and uh, they just have just enough score goal scoring ability to turn it on at the right time of the year. So I don't know. It's, it's been the debate for years, right guys? I mean, Jamie Ben and Sagan, are they going to be the leaders of this team that they're paid to be both for over $9 million contracts? If I remember right. Um, and no move clauses, so it's not like even if the team does bad in the next couple games and the season looks like a bust, um, you can't move them. I mean, they're, they're your court. And so we as the fans on the outside looking in just have to cheer them on and go, you know what, you guys hopefully make enough of an impact on the team, whether it is scoring, because um, Jamie Benn's physical ability has obviously declined with all of his health problems over the years. Um, but he's got to live up to the captain role. He's got to be the enforcer. I think he's the only tough guy or enforcer on this team anymore yeah. after Alexiak's gone to uh, Seattle. And uh, we've had this discussion before, too, um, just in, in our own lives about has Ben, not is he a good captain, but is he um, doing everything he needs to do to lead this team when he's not scoring? And I think he makes up for it plenty yeah. with uh, uh, his uh, physical side of the game and his ability to go full Jamie Ben beast mode at times, Be the alpha which male. is unmatched uh, when he's doing that. Yeah. He's a premier uh, power forward in the NHL, and we're just going to have to expect him to be a consistent 40 to 50 point scorer from here on out, which is fine as long as he keeps his plus minus good and he produces in that way because uh, leadership isn't defined by points, but it's defined on how you uh, – motivate your teammates so I think he does that in a tremendous way and represents the organization right it's just tough with uh, when we can put a dollar value uh, next to somebody's performance and we have to talk about it a little bit uh, just as uh, skeptical fans uh, doesn't mean we don't like the guy uh, or don't support them but mm -hmm. we want to be hard on him a little bit yeah I mean unfortunately I think just injuries caught up to him I mean that's the that's his style of play i mean he's a physical guy he's gonna get in there he's gonna get dirty he's gonna get um involved and when you have what is he's had two hip surgeries now yeah both hips and, and his abs I mean, and that's just never good i mean every fight takes a little bit of a toll on you that's a little bit of a setback can't be good on the hands or the head but mm -hmm. huh Maybe if you just put a little bit more tape on a stick, wax it up a little <laughs> bit, you know, that'd be maybe good for a couple he more score goals, maybe a couple more assists. <laughs> I'm no sports scientist there, so don't quote me on nothing, okay? But maybe a little bit, I don't know, a little more up. Now, you're a former you're a hockey player, right? Well, what's your stick job? What's your tape job? Okay, your stick? stick job. What you talking about? <laughs> stick job. Yeah. You, you know all about stick jump. Yeah. No, how do you wrap yeah. your stick? Uh, wrap my stick is uh, how, do you, how do you tape your stick? Um, a little heel-toe action. 
Uh, cut it at the uh, toe with scissors, uh, make it nice, black tape. Uh, Whereas Jamie barely has what, any? A couple loops? He does like three wraps, center, center of the blade, probably okay. waxes up the whole blade. Um, Lose it up. I don't know. It's a little bit of a minimalistic uh, approach, Can't, but he is a pretty nonchalant guy. Um, He's not flashing, no. Yeah. Bare bones. But every time you get a chance to see him behind the scenes or uh, do any sort of interview, he's a very genuine guy. And <laughs> yeah. you can't base it off of what you see from the stands or the way he acts. <laughs> and we're not in the locker room, so it's hard to say. You know, what he, he tells his guys when there's an issue or, hey, this guy doesn't like this guy, helps the chemistry. Um, and, yeah, you see it every couple games. As I've said on the fan page before, where I've gotten frustrated and made posts about Jamie and, you know, where is he? What is he doing? Then later that same game, he goes out and has an assist, a goal, and a fight. He well, <laughs> can't do that every game. We as fans wish he could because numerically that makes the most sense. The highest paid guys on your team give you the most points. That's not how Jamie Benn works. And as frustrating as that, as that is, I mean, that, that's just the situation it is, right? Well, I'm looking at other players when we want to talk about some other things. We got Klingberg who only has one goal this year. He used to be our ace in the second and third period, not only tie up games, but win games for us. And his presence at the point and the ability to get the puck through defenders um, was some of the best in the NHL for the past five years. T, have Um, you seen anything different in how he's playing where just not goal scoring? Now, he's got, what, 25 assists on this year? Fine, really good for a defenseman. But if he's known as this offensive powerhouse... You want to know uh, one of the biggest differences? What's that? He really hasn't had a consistent partner this season. Bonus has been moving him all around. Sometimes he's with suitors. Sometimes he's, he's been moved down to the third pairing a couple times this season. He hasn't been able to get in a groove. He is having a really, really poor season, in my opinion. One of his worst seasons of his career. However, he still has 26 points. He still is a productive defenseman. Knowing how he is, I think goals play a big part in the way he views how well he's doing compared to if he has a lot of past seasons where he can compare to. And he's probably a little bit upset about that. And going in the trade deadline, we've heard some discussions where he's not happy with these contract talks um, and what's going on. My thoughts are, after what we said earlier and just thinking about it for a little bit, is... You know, we do stand to gain a lot with uh, from John Klingberg and what value he adds to any organization. I think uh, as a Stars fan, he adds the most value to our organization currently when he's playing his best. But if we're not going to be a playoff team, we may have to consider parting ways with our dear Johnny Boy. And uh, I don't want to think about it uh, or even talk about it, but... He stands to offer us the most potential for draft picks, for future prospects, for players who come into our lineup and immediately change the way the game's played for us. But that's uh, something else to talk about because I like to be in the mood of let's win now, and I like to put Jim Nill in the hot seat and say, if we're going to win the next nine games here before the trade deadline, are you going to put your money where your mouth is, and are you going to trade some key draft picks or some things to go make a move and pick somebody off a losing team and become a potential contender going so late in the year. We all agree now that this team is is a bubble team as a standing show. 
but they need a kick in these next two months before or the next month before the trade deadline last two months of the season they need a kick to get to that playoffs yeah and I then mean, from there who knows what happens there's just no question about it i mean yeah the our biggest problem the star's biggest problem and it's been all all season our 5v5 scoring is horrible we're 24th in the league if our power play wasn't top 10, we would be a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many games has our power play scored two or three goals and just, oh, we won the game because our power play, it's just a special teams game. But here's the problem. In the playoffs, usually the refs, they'll kind of even out the penalties. Usually special teams will just kind of even out in the playoffs, it seems. Right. It's all about 5v5. Mm-hmm. We have to go out and get a top Especially six. Especially with all those overtimes. We have with all those overtimes and extra... We have to get a guy with creativity. We have to get a guy that drives offense. Not, not, a, not just a guy that will go down there and dump and chase. We need a guy that will carry the puck and bury the puck. The Stars have 10 wins, I believe, yeah, 10 or 11 now, in overtime or shootouts this year. Yeah. As you guys are saying, overtime in the playoffs is different. It's not three on three. It's five v five, and the stars cannot get a hold of scoring five on five consistently. So, what do you think that is? Do we need a goal scorer, or we need more size? What, like, what, what adds to the game? Because he he just got traded, but the perfect player is a guy like Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, just a guy that is he a, just produces a playmaker. Period. Somebody there's, there's no there's no if ands or buts. There's a handful of players in the NHL just like him. I mean, I was in love with Matt Zuccarello when he was on the team. Oh, and when we made that move because what I witnessed happen with the team was he was able to slow down the play in such a unique way that it brought out the, the best of everybody else on the team, uh, not only in the power play but in 5v5 play. Um, he opened up the ice in so many ways and slowed down the game. And I would love to see us uh, try and pick up somebody um, closer to this deadline, but... You know, based on recent history, uh, we're usually comfortable with what gets us there and got to go all in. So if that's the case, uh, let's just hope these guys start to wake up in the next nine games, getting closer to this trade deadline. Do you guys predict as of now that the Stars are going to make a trade by yes. March 21st? A tra- yes. A trade will happen one way or another. <laughs> Either trading a top four defenseman or trading for a uh, top, what, nine forward. Yep. Yep. You predict that's going to happen. Either way, yes. we trade away a guy or they bring in a yes. guy. Okay. Maybe even both. I think so too. Yeah, maybe both. Maybe a swap. A one for one. Swap. I, still think there's a, <laughs> I still think there's a chance that we get blown away by a contender that re- just really wants John Klingberg. Or I, Joe Pavelski. I, I, a team that always has been talking about him is a team like Carolina. They've always loved John Klingberg. I wouldn't be surprised if they just throw us okay. a crazy package just to – just to get him. Now, we can replay this back, guys, in a couple weeks when that happens <laughs> and uh, make T look like a genius. Oh, here. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the ideal is that they keep this playoff spot. They're able to jump Nashville to get that seven seed um, and keep keep Edmonton and all these other teams in this hunt. There's, what, three, four, five of them almost fighting for these last two wildcard spots. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be a battle. It's a great time of year to watch the games because everybody's into it. You know the players are into it. I don't think any of us are saying that the Stars don't play hard. Do they play well enough is really the question. Do they have enough skill night in, night out to get the success they want? That's really a question mark. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about Coach Bonus. I mean, if the Stars end up making the playoffs as that wild card, is that enough 
for him to stay until next season? No. I just think it would be a good parting way time um, to kind of because what no matter how the season ends, it's going to be about reevaluation time because certain certain key pieces are going to be missing from this team yeah. are not going to be resigning or going to be playing elsewhere, which means it's time to start fresh, make some new acquisitions and change the makeup of this team. And that would be a good time to start with a new young coach um, who has a lot to offer. But um, I would like uh, the next nine games to go uh, in a special way so uh, we don't even have to worry about that come off season. And uh, we have a good team. Yeah. Well, let's look at this week real quick. Um, I mean, at home against the Kings again Wednesday, a nice long break, two days off. And then at the Jets on Friday. I know the Jets again. We played them a lot. It feels like in the past couple of weeks. Then they end up next Sunday um, at the Wild. What are your predictions, real quick, for the record this week? Good question. Because I think the Kings are a pretty hot team. They're eight one and one in their past ten. That's gonna be a hard game. That's, they're, they're that's right, at home, thankfully. Right in front of us on um, Hispanic Heritage Night, something like that. They're oh, doing yeah. a they're doing a theme night, so yeah. the people are going to be out in force. I feel for oh, yeah. for that Take one. A couple margaritas and go watch yourself a hockey game. There you go. But I think the stars in the next five have major potential to beat the Jets, the Predators, and even a kind of. They're doing average right now, but they're a hot team as a Wild. I think we can beat those three teams. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of how close we can play them and if we're going to get some points in overtime or not. Yeah, next five are key. Um, just you know, take it one week at a time, one game at a time. Um, T, you feel about the same? I mean, Kings are tough. Jets, we've played well the past couple times. We've seen them. Uh, but then the Wild, who have had a crazy good year on the road Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about the Wilds. That's the only team I'm really worried about out of those. I mean, the Kings, they yeah. have been hot, but I'm still... I didn't mention the Rangers as the fifth game. Yeah, I'm still not scared of them. I know their goalie is like a Vesna dude this season. But they're but, coming to us. So. But yeah, I think anytime the, in the week are after, at home, yeah. anytime the Stars are at home, we're I think we're in good shape. Yeah. Um, but in general, I do think the Stars... Um, are an above average team i do think we are going to make the playoffs um but it is just about getting consistent scoring from lines that aren't pavelski and sons huh. that's what i was excited I mean, about today it doesn't get yeah. some depth scoring yeah and it, it, it doesn't have to be always the same dudes other than them it can be different dudes but like i mean luke glendening he needs to be scoring a little bit more i mean yeah you you got to get stuff from I mean even Riley Tufty I mean I know he just came in but like we have to find production somewhere someone has to come up with these it's not even a lot of goals it's about twelve goals in the season that just are the separation between the average team and the good team yeah whether it be a Fox uh, raffle yes um yes. Ronta if he ever gets back in the lineup um, which I mean. JFK, you would really hope, uh, can start to be a superstar for this team, just nickname alone, uh, from the playoffs a couple years ago. Hey, we got Jacob Peterson's kind of doing well, too. So we yeah. got some guys who can pick it up in the back end. But, yeah, like we said, we kind of covered it all. Yeah, I mean, this next week's going to be really important, guys. Trade deadline's just a few weeks away. I know that'll get hotter and hotter as we get closer to March 21st. Um, but the Stars, as of today... February 27th, they sit in a playoff spot. They have jumped Edmonton, so a lot to be thankful for there. 
Um, any last words before we wrap this up? Any thoughts going ahead? What we hope to see? Take all of our opinions and thoughts with a grain of salt. We're a bunch <laughs> of armchair GMs just trying our best to talk hockey. And uh, hopefully you uh, appreciate what we had to say. And uh, drop your comments and opinions. And uh, uh, we love to hear from you. Thanks for uh, listening. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. That's it for episode one of Texas Hockey Talk. Uh, for Bubbles, Bunsy, and T, we'll see you guys later. Go Stars.